I'm your host, Eric. Today we're joined by... His lovely wife, Tony. Yes. That's me. Thank you for tuning in once why, more. <laughs> why did you have to have a delay there? You were going to enter a snide comment, weren't you? No, I wasn't. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I couldn't really put it together. So I... Well, these motherfuckers can't tell if I'm beautiful or not, so you're just going to have to trust me. Well, they have the power of the internet, which they could find you somehow through the DT. Uh, I don't think they could. Maybe they could, but I don't think so. Either way. Uh, here we are. <laughs> uh, today we're going to talk about a documentary we recently watched called Multidimensional. Um, but before we get to that, I would like to thank anyone listening, any donors, any producers. Uh, I'd like to thank Izzy for emailing, uh, Dean Reiner for donating, Chelsea for being our 100% fan and Our ride or die our, motherfucker. What's up, Chelsea? The champion. She's representing from New Mexico. <laughs> what won't she listen to is, 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 the, is the real thing. Also, like to thank Midas uh, Ringo from the IRC chat during Behind the Schemes. Uh, also, like to thank the Behind the Schemes characters, Booberry. Are you going and, through puberty again? What's <clears> going on here? Booberry and Lavish. I don't know. My voice feels a little weird. I'm not sure what's going on. <clears throat> I feel uh, totally fine, but either way. Too bad. So sad. Uh, feel great. Might sound a little bit off, but that's life. Um, yeah. So that's it. Um, our episode tonight is about multidimensional beings. So we watched this documentary on Amazon Prime called Multidimensional. It was on the section of like new release documentaries or something. I think we had to pay like three bucks, three ninety nine possibly to watch it. Um, In SD, four ninety nine if you want HD. But you know what? We ain't fancy. Yeah, I can't tell the difference between SD and HD. Well, I think you have. To, I was gonna say, I think you have to have a TV that like supports it or something because our TV is not that new. So. But yeah, it was looked fine to me. Um, but anyway, the documentary is about this guy named Peter Maxwell Slattery, who has been, since he was a kid, has been contacted and uh, has been seeing UFOs and aliens since he, since he was a kid. And at this point, he's, uh, he's probably got some of the most, the, the most amount of video footage of, of ETs and UFOs and the most uh, credible UFO researcher, I would say, as far as evidence goes. Between him and the guy from ESETI, the Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrials, whatever the rest is. Um, Actually, before we get too far into this, just so you guys know, I thought this documentary is just going to be purely about just aliens, like alien sightings, alien um, landings, uh, alien abductions. That's what I thought this was going to be about, and it wasn't. It actually ended up blowing my mind because, for me, that documentary was like full circle of everything Derek and I have, like, you know, pillow talked about the world, um, come together. Like everything that we thought and have been talking about for like years about the world and maybe, you know, speculating, oh, like 
oh, well, maybe this happens and then this happens. This is why they do this and this is why they do that. You know, like the government and aliens and people and whatever. Um, but this kind of like solidified everything we've always talked about, kind of like it brought in frequency, spirituality. It brought in uh, God, government. It, it brought in everything. And it was like, holy shit, maybe we're right, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of a cool thing. But at 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 first glance or however you want to put that, I thought it was going to be just about, you know, like a documentary about, oh, well, I saw an alien. Yeah, it kind of seemed like it was just going to be another one of those, like, similar to kind of like um, those one documentaries with that one guy, Stephen Greer, yeah, where they just show alien contact, uh, UFOs, and talk about it and give all this other type of stuff. But yeah, it wasn't like that at all. It ended up being like... Don't get me wrong, I like looking at alien stuff and hearing about it or whatever. But, you know, the same old documentary gets, it gets kind of old when it's like, oh, I saw, here's a really quick blast of light. Oh, here's a picture of me with an alien, whatever, you know. This literally made me put my phone down and be like, oh, I'm going to invest my time in this one, you know. So just so you know, it might seem like one thing, but it's actually more of another. So um, definitely recommend it. All right. Yeah, and the first half is kind of um, not as interesting just because they talk about a lot of the same types of things. But towards the middle it, and then all the way to the end it is where they get into the whole multidimensional aspect, which um, that's what was most interesting to me. And it kind of, like Tony was saying, brought everything together as far as uh, do we live in a dimensional reality? Are, are aliens from space, or are they just in another dimension? What do they have crafts? anything? Yeah, do they have anything to do with God? Do they have anything to do with spirituality and frequency? Yeah, and vibrations, vibrations, and, uh, and whatever. And um, because that's something that you know, along my journey, the last probably eighteen months or so, I've been. I went from an atheist to like completely spiritual, um, and because there's just certain things I can't unsee and deny and whatever anymore. So frequency is all something that I'm super into right now. So once they started talking about that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is stuff we've been talking about. Like maybe yeah. this is why they're doing all this stuff and how and whatever, you know, everything that we talked about. Everything seems to be clicking into place. And it seems like within the next few years, if not sooner, we're going to be living out this possibility of a, some sort of conflict between uh, what is ultimately like positive energy versus negative energy. Right. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to get into this uh, part that I wrote down. Do we live in a dimensional reality? Are there many different types of extraterrestrial beings who've been around since our inception? Is there a war going on between the Draco reptilian races of aliens who are aligned with evil world leaders versus the benevolent aliens who are trying to help mankind ascend to a higher level of consciousness. So towards the end of this documentary, it kind of got into this uh, idea. Is there a reptilian uh, lower vibrational entity that is aligned with the world leaders of our dimension, our three, our third dimension? We live in the three, three D. We're in the third dimension. Are these reptilians and alien races, Draco reptilians or whatever, the Archons or whatnot, are they 
aligned with all these world leaders um and and maybe they've been aligned since the beginning yeah since the beginning of time and the fact that we're on earth and they know what's really going on and maybe they're keeping us the way that they're trying to keep us so that they can feed off of our energy to because that's how they get that so yeah uh pretty intense um but i read this whole long thing it took me like 20 minutes probably to read it was on stillnessinthestorm.com what is the true agenda of the archon anunnaki draco uh reptilian cabal uh and it pretty much put everything together uh from the perspective of a war between good versus evil pretty much well isn't that kind of a you know story since the beginning of time yeah yeah good versus evil and it seems like right now on earth we're coming to a point where such a drastic amount of people are beginning to become more consciously aware of what's happening that it's possible that that's the reason why we're living in this covid nightmare and uh all these ridiculous lockdowns and uh, freedoms being thrown in the trash and uh seems like everything's just being pushed toward a conflict and maybe the reason is is because too many people are starting to realize that they actually have all the power within themselves with the help of the creator you know the creator invented us all through his own you know, the infinite universe was created by him or her or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, master consciousness. And we are descendants of that. And maybe these these lower vibrational races, like the reptilians and whatnot, were separated from the creator and decided that they wanted to pursue their own self-interest instead of... because. According to the documentary, and if you go to Peter Maxwell's uh, Slattery's website, as and if you go to E. Seti's website, on the website they talk a lot about different types of ET races. Like uh, most of them are positive; they're they're all trying to bring the level of awareness of the human race to their dimension because the majority of these ET races. This is all according to E. Seti and Peter Maxwell Slattery's website. Plus lots of other, I mean, just type it in, ET races on DuckDuckGo. Well, and then they say that they have like a specific interest in us because we as human beings have the capability to be like super powerful and super like, I don't know, not psychic per se, but have like all kinds of dimensional um, powers essentially. But because we're in this environment, um, most people don't use it. That's why we only use 10% of our brain essentially. You know, because we're limited in in our environment, basically the way society is set up and whatever. We're kept dumb almost, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's the thought that these reptilians are Draco reptilians, the archons, whoever, that they have. The reason that they have chosen us to enslave and, and keep us um, the way that they've kept us is because we they figured out a way to make be able to feed off of our fear and by poisoning our food destroying our air uh 
making us addicted to television and uh, media that they can put our our brains and our frequency into a lower frequency um, and they've been able to feed off of it and if we were allowed to flourish you know like take take any person strip them of their technology put them in the middle of the forest within three weeks they're going to be way more in tune with they're going to be more in the tune world with their world with their body with their mind um they're going to be rea- happier yeah you know what i mean it's just we've been so i don't know what the right word is uh we've been demoralized and and uh the evolutionized right so just as an example just a really small example but so for like the last two weeks i haven't gone on facebook at all and i knew i needed that because anytime like i'm having a bad day or whatever like that's how i zone out but then i'm not living i literally don't know what my kids are saying to me i don't know what the fuck's going on um i use that as a crutch when i'm having a bad day so i'm like you know what fuck it i don't want to do that like there's nothing important on facebook at all you know no. Um, so I'm like, you know what, whatever. So I stopped going on there and, um, after like the first day, cause the first day was kind of a struggle cause it was a habitual thing. I'd wake up, start scrolling, whatever, you know, um, and anytime I'd have a shitty part of my day, just start scrolling, whatever, and zone out. Um, but after the first day of like, you know, we're trying to break the habitual part of it, it was fine. And now I haven't even like thought of it and I'm a lot happier because I'm, I'm almost forcing myself to engage more with my family and everything which is helping me because I know that I'm living you know what I mean like I don't have to go to bed at night and be like man I really wish that I would have played more games with my kids or I really wish I would have done this with Derek or I really would have wish I would have done xyz whatever because now it's like I don't have anything holding me back because I don't watch tv that much so that's already out so social media was really my only like big hiccup now I just need to force myself to go outside more which I have been doing a lot um, but it's getting cold, so it's kind of hard to, you know, to to force myself when I don't want to be freezing my lady bits off. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was just a, such a simple concept. No social media equals happiness. A little extra happiness, you know? Yeah. That's just one small thing. Like, think if we had proper food, which we're like the only country that allows all this poisonous shit into our fucking food, which blows my mind that we're not more pissed than we are about that. Um, you know, we're the highest in illnesses and everything else and, and basically crutching on the medical system to fix our symptoms, but not the cause. And everybody's okay with that too. You know what I mean? So they're making bank off the United States for sure. But simple, little simple changes can equal so much more happiness. But yeah, I think I read a thing the other day that said, if you strip away everything in one week camping, naturally camping, that you literally like reset your body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, a week is not a long thing to do, you know? It's amazing how you don't realize that your mind is attached to your phone or anything until you take it away and get away from it for like three hours. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, I can't. I don't. I can't check anything. I I don't know what's going on. Well, and I've been doing that too. I've been leaving my phone at home when we go places because I'm like, fuck it, I don't need it. Like somebody in the world's got a cell phone, so if something happens, I'm sure someone will let me borrow it. Right. You know, or whatever. Um, but that's the thing. They're 
constantly wanting to divide us and make us fearful of each other and make us soul little little depressive little ships in a bottle kind of thing. You know, we're all in our own little bottle and they're just going and making that worse, you know, separating us from people because what we need is connection and the world and love and whatever. And they're literally pulling that apart. So they're whatever. Yeah. If they're feeding off the negative energy or the, the low frequency, they've got it in the United States. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Cause people don't enjoy the simplicities of life anymore. They want, Bigger, better, more. What's more convenient? What's more convenient? You know, that's all they ever want. More convenient stuff. And it's like, but why? You know? Yeah, convenience has taken the world to... It's taken precedence over everything else, and that's not okay. Yeah, like, everything has to be convenient. You can't... uh, God forbid you have to press a button. You know, that's too hard. Now you have to just think... or. Oh, say, yeah, like those damn it, you know. commercials that we saw the other day that was like somebody spilled something and they're like, Alexa, uh, have the Roomba clean up in front of the couch for us. Yeah. Oh, Alexa, like, can you, what? Uh, I need milk, uh, buy some. Yeah, put it on my grocery <laughs> list. Have it ordered, please, and shipped to my door. It's like, are you fucking kidding me at this point? Like, come on, you can't do anything for yourself. You can't whip out a fucking vacuum. You can't sweep. You can't do anything anymore. Yeah, like, it's like, what are you going to, why what live? Are you, yeah, what, what, what are, are you, you doing? doing then? So you literally live to wake up, go to work, come home, and be on your phone and watch TV the whole time? Just lay That's in the prone, awaiting fucking uh, nourishment from some robot or something? I mean, Right, yeah. Fuck, Just man. here, hook up an IV of liquefied McDonald's to me, please. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, one IV of liquefied McDonald's, another IV of Mountain Dew. Yeah, straight uh, to the fucking ticker, a, too. Diaper on. Yeah, right. You're good to go. <laughs> right? That's going to be the next thing is there's going to be something like some weird underwear that literally sucks the shit out of you and somehow disposes of it discreetly. That's Are you of... tired of having to go to the bathroom? Uh, we now have solved that problem for you. It's basically a vacuum for your butthole. <laughs> you don't even have to, you don't even have to go. You don't have to feel the urge to shit. It just knows when you have to shit. It sucks it out of you. Yeah. And since you don't have a job and you don't go anywhere and all of your interactions are in this virtual reality pod, uh, what difference does it make? (laughs) Yes. Good Uh, times. um, Here's another question. Is there a network of dark entities using the ley lines of the earth to pump negative energy into it in order to keep keep the human souls in a constant state of fear in order to feed off of us? Was the movie's Monsters, Inc. just a cartoon version of what's really going on? So the ley lines of the Earth are kind of like the Prime Meridian and the uh, Equator. But then there's all these like magnetic, natural, naturally occurring magnetic points on the Earth that all link together. Because we live in a magnetic Earth where, you know, there's the ionosphere and the magnetosphere and the earth is naturally magnetized to, towards a, a pole or what whatnot. And so that's why, uh, uh, according to the different types of theories out there, that um, Washington, D.C., um, the Georgia Guidestones, the City of London, uh, the Vatican, are all on these ley lines because there's a natural um, magnetic part uh, of the earth that if you put something in this uh, geolog or not geological in this uh, what am I trying to say in this certain location, mm-hmm. you're gonna get more energy if it's there. 
you know, that's why that Washington, D.C. is where it is and why these, these certain locations around the earth, that's why they chose these locations because they naturally have a high amount of energy that they can, if they're pumping negative energy into and out of them, they're going to suck up more energy that way. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that, that like the meridians or whatever were like magnetic pulses around the yeah. earth. Yeah, and, and if, if imagine if there, there was a way to be able to tap into these areas and use them for positivity or negativity. It's a hell of a fucking thing, you know, because it's like a radio signal. You just pump a, just a horrible sound, like the, the sound from uh, Dumb and Dumber. Just uh, what's the worst sound in the world? Uh, yeah. yeah, just pump that into uh, every radio on Earth for 30 minutes and you're going to make anyone listening is going to go nuts. <laughs> you know, imagine if they do the, the same sort of a concept. Um, throughout the earth all the time all day every day and they've been doing it for hundreds of thousands of years or you know however long right uh, people are going to be the if you're able to be happy you're lucky <laughs> that you're able to somehow overcome that horribly high-pitched squeal and focus but imagine if you just turn that signal off how much easier and happier you would be uh, so this is i think the concept that they're trying to in part with this idea that maybe they're using the ley lines of the earth to suck up all the negative energy of the earth, um, which right, and then, that's what they and use. Then maybe simultaneously through other meridians, pump negative energy into us. Right, you right. Know, or, or whatever to get us negative, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of goes into this next thing I wrote down. Do these dark entities spray chemtrails into the upper atmosphere to keep the overall vibration of the earth at their level so we don't achieve a higher consciousness. So imagine if not only do they have control of these ley lines and they know all these certain things that we just don't know because we've been so fucked up and dumbed down our whole lives, but they know all these things. So they spray chemtrails up into the ionosphere to um, further dampen down our ability to use the positivity of the sun and the positive energy of the sun for our own better achievement of uh, uh, going into the next dimension. That's another possibility for chemtrails. Obviously, there's never been a super good explanation of chemtrails. The only one I can think of is uh, Frankenskies by uh, Matt Landman, but uh, everything else is kind of like I don't know. Is it true? Is it not true? I don't know. But well, not, I know it makes sense here that here we can see them all the time. Yeah, every you know? other day they're they're spraying chemtrails. That's yeah. just the fact. I mean, you can see it all <clears throat> all the time here. So, I mean, obviously they're doing something. It's just we don't know what they are doing. You know, because we we can physically see them all the time. Our skies are streaked with them all the time where we live. Yeah, and I'm sure it's the same way where you live. You just never really looked at it. Although, if if you're listening to this right now, this is the oldest news ever, and this is nothing new to you in any way. Right. Uh, so disregard everything if you are, if this is like old news. But for people who have no clue, uh, step one: watch Franken Skies by Matt, Matt Landman, and then uh, countless other 
um, books and... Or just do your own research. Chemtrail. Check it out. Yeah. Lots of info on there. Um, but it it makes sense if you think like, well, there's this huge conspiracy. How could all these pilots um, be on board with this? And how could all this... Like, well, maybe it's, it's not that hard to think. Maybe... Um, Probably something reason... very simple. Either money or their lives are threatened or they just don't care because they made some sort of deal where they're fine, but right. you're not, you yeah. know, the rest of the people aren't Yeah, like, what are we to them? You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's what I always, sorry, side tangent, but that's where I always, um, get so confused with people who are like, you know, when it's time to vote and stuff for the president, it's like, why would you think either of these motherfuckers give a shit about you? Most people don't even give a shit about their neighbor anymore. So you think this guy, either one, gives a shit about the benefit of us? Why? He's a stranger to us. We're fucking ants. You know? How many times do you go outside and you're like, oh, shit, there's an ant hill. I better watch out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. That's what we yeah, are. I'm going to stop swill. what I'm doing to go make sure this ant hill thrives. Right. <laughs> we are literally swill to the elite. So I don't know why people get so, like... I, I just don't get why they can't grasp that most people, unfortunately, look out for number one. And it's one thing to, you know, look out for number one and then go and help number two, you know, like like the whole put your mask on before you go and save someone else on a plane type thing. But they don't care about that. They're like, oh, well, I'll put my mask on. Go fuck yourself. Can't get your mask on? That ain't my problem. Right. You know, that's, I just don't get how, if you literally take our small scale, just take it the people that you know in your life, all right? Like, how many people genuinely do you know that are going to give you the shirt off their back if they actually need it? How many how many times do you think that you'd, you'd have a flat tire these days and people would stop to help you? I mean, sure, eventually someone might, but how many people pass by? None of those people give a shit. You know what I mean? So think of that on a big scale. You know? These people who are literally born and bred to be like, yeah, like, like here, the elite people here, here newborn. They don't give Here's a shit. Your, uh, crown, <laughs> right? Like they don't give a shit. So I don't understand why it's so hard to comprehend all of this. They don't care. Anyway, my side tangent is done. Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about chemtrails and uh, spraying shit into the atmosphere, keeping the vibration, keeping the overall vibrational level at a low vibrational state. That way. They can feed off of our fear, and we can feed them. But not only that, we're we are pumping in our own negativity into the world too by being allowed to um, think this way. Uh, like some people are able to break free mm -hmm. uh, eventually, but uh, so many people are not able to. That. Well, th okay, so again, another example, my situation, uh, I went from a complete atheist to spiritual because I developed a disease and I'm having to live through that. And I started wondering like, my God, why did I spend so many years full of anxiety and depression? I could have went the completely opposite way and just laid in bed and let it take me. But I'm here fighting every fucking day to be here. And I... Every single day I wake up, I do my meditation so I can get in the right fucking headspace. And then I go and live my life. And I've been living more now than I have the last fucking, I don't know, 10, 15 something years. 
Like, I'm actually enjoying the little things. I'm laughing. I'm spending time with my friends and my family. I'm making space for myself because I've never done that before. But it took this horrible situation in my life to make me see that. But my point is, is that I spent how many years full of anxiety, full of depression, full of anger, never working on myself, just, yep, same as everybody else. Yep, go to work, come home, uh, ignore the kids because they're fucking loud and annoying, even though they need my attention, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I'm too fucking tired. Um, eat garbage, eat out constantly because I just don't have time. I don't have the energy, blah, blah, blah. Literally, that was our cycle all the time. Which, that's most people's cycle. Right. That is probably 90% or more of the population cycle. And it's like, at what point are you going to wake up and start addressing your own shit? You know? And we're no better. We did the same thing, but we're awakened now. And that's what we hope for everybody else, too. You know? It's just, it's crazy to think about if you think about it on that level like we have potential to do a lot but it is hard to break free from that because it is easy but it's too easy you know what i mean it's easy to pick up your phone and just delve into there it's easy to have an affair it's easy to literally do anything it's at your fingertips you know and thus it's easily negative and and easily addictable to you you know because that's how we are by by nature, basically, you know, is that it's easy to become addicted to things that are bad for you, like sugar and the and the poisons that are in our food. That's what makes you crave them all the time and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's why uh, lots of religions have fasting as, as one of their things that they use for spirituality well not just that we're one of the only countries again that doesn't bring spirituality into basically our everyday life all the time you know like they teach their kids from like early on that you meditate you do this you do these things to connect with the universe and god and yeah you and gotta nature connect with and, your ancestors um, right honor your ancestors and uh, know that this is just a temporary state that we are all going on later uh, after death to another realm where we will continue on uh and once you get that like oh we're gonna continue on after this and it's like oh okay well everything i'm doing now is not that important and maybe i should just change what i'm doing so that way i can be happy right now too and help others now rather than just being uh only trying to get money and and acquire material things, that is not um, the point of life. And that, that's not going to lead towards anything. That's going to lead towards having to be reincarnated again to... Well, I think people what, you know? I think people get confused sometimes on what happiness is. Like, you sometimes have to work at being happy, but you have to work at it at the right way. Like, earning this amount of money and buying all this shit. I mean, yeah, you might get a thrill for a minute. You know, it's like a quick, you know, dopamine high or whatever. And then that's that. But to sustain happiness, like you need love, you need compassion, you need to have a full cup in which you give to others from, you know, and then hopefully those people in return will give to you and fill your cup back up. Like that's, it's supposed to be this give and take of whatever, you know, but we rely so heavily on things or other people making us happy. Sometimes if you're not happy, you literally have to sit alone 
and ask yourself some really fucking hard questions like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, why do I react this way instead of respond properly? You know, why am I being triggered by something someone else is doing? Because they're not making you mad. You're the one choosing to get mad based on something they're doing. They're, you know, them being honest with you or whatever the situation is. You don't have to get mad. You have a choice. But you have to ask yourself, why am I getting upset with this? Why is this happening? But a lot of people don't want to do that. People don't, people want a quick fix, you know? And that's the shitty thing is that we're so out of balance with life um, that we're floundering. And I mean, like I said, we're basically any negative energy sucking vampire, whatever you want to call that, their dream come true here in the United States, you know, because in other places, yeah, they might have a rougher life for sure physically, but they have connection and community and um, like the basics of life. They, they walk all day long in search of food still and like do all these things, you know, there's still countries that do that. Um, but they're happy and they're with family and you know what I mean? Like they have other, they live until their nineties without any diseases. Right. Exactly. Like I think people we're just really backwards here is really what it is. And it's no wonder that there's so much strife and, uh, misery in the United States. It's just so obvious. Well, everybody expects things to get handed to them and that doesn't give you a sense of pride. And if you don't have a sense of pride in what you're doing or in yourself, like that's where you start to spiral. That's where depression comes in. That's where anxiety comes in. That's where self-loathing comes in because you're never succeeding. Not really a participation badge or a partition participation ribbon, you know, that they give kids where are they earning their, their um, sense of empowerment and their sense of pride? Like, you know, I worked really hard and practiced really hard and now I've achieved this man. That makes me feel good. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even have that anymore. They've taken that away from us because now every kid's got to get a fucking participation ribbon. Here you go, little Timmy. Here you go. Oh, you picked your nose on first base the whole time and didn't do anything, but here you go. Like, it's fucking stupid, you know? You know what a baseball is. Now you are a world champ. (laughs) Yes, you are just the best. You have a baseball hat on. I mean, I think the Olympics this last year should have said it all, you know, with, you know, basically the participation bullshit and whatever, like, because they were saying that that um, one gal was so good that, um, they didn't, um, want her to, comp- I don't remember if they didn't want her to compete or they didn't want her to do this thing that she worked really hard for. Cause they're like, it's too dangerous for other people to even attempt to do. It's like, if they're all Olympic professionals and in charge of their own body, if they want to try to succeed and be as good as her, then they'll do it if they want. And she should get to do it in the Olympics because she worked for that. Right. She is better than them. Sorry. Sorry to say it that way, but she is better than you. But she also worked harder than you. You know what I mean? Like, how can you take that away from someone who worked really hard for it? It doesn't make sense. Makes perfect sense if you're trying to well, right? It, off it, negative it, energy. Exactly, it really does. But how some people are just like, oh yeah, yeah, she shouldn't be allowed to do that because that's fucking dumb. Here's another question. Are there underground tunnels where these aliens and dark entities live and experiment on humans and perform human trafficking and drug running operations to support their schemes? Is the majority of the black budget being spent on these operations to sustain the underground tunnels? Like we talked about in the last episode. Oh yeah, so we talked about the underground dumbs, the, the underground tunnels. And yeah, they did say something about that, saying that like how... Yeah, that's how it's all, like, funded, basically. Right. 
so sex trafficking with all that shit too from alien stuff in in the documentary they don't really talk about this per se but once i went to the website they kind of talk about it a little bit um in the terms of there possibly is a certain type of alien or et who has lived in the interior of the earth just since the dawn of time and now that there there may be a war happening underneath the ground now between uh, good versus evil ets underneath there and that um that's one of the reasons for the black budget uh because we're not doing that many covert operations worldwide uh for the amount that's pouring into the black budget you know how many trillions of dollars what is the black budget i don't know what that is the black budget is there is a defense budget yeah um you know like for the military for the military but then there's also another fund called the black budget that does not have congressional oversight because they cite um national security being a reason that you can't have congressional oversight over the black budget because then the senators would know uh, about these covert operations and covert okay but hear me out on this one okay Mm-hmm. Like, we live in the United States. We are the American people. Right. Theoretically, the government and the president are supposed to work for us. Okay, that should be so. The case, yeah. Why in the fuck then <clears throat> aren't we allowed to know all of it? If it is our country, why do we not know exactly where all of our money goes down to the penny? And why aren't we allowed? Why are things just you know kept secret from us? Again. That goes back to the other stuff that I said before. Why the fuck do you think that they give a shit about us? Because they don't. Right. And they, the reason always is, is that we cannot disclose this to you because it would jeopardize national security. But you really need that many trillions to, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, so then they say, well, we've got this, uh, the Armed Services Committee and, and these 10 senators they do know what's going on, and they are briefed, but we can't know what they're briefed, and, and they can't tell us. So it's like, well, what the fuck are you talking about, then? and how would we know if it's bad or good? You know, we can't just assume that it's good, and, you know, every single time, 50 years later, when we get uh, freedom of information um, requests, and we find out, oh, actually... For the last 40 years, we've been funneling money into uh, secretly um, experimenting on people and giving them acid and uh, doing all this shit, injecting people with drugs and all kinds of shit. Um, but well, we, couldn't, we couldn't tell you, though, at the time because say, it was a covert if you, program. If you can't uh, like already just know that that's what's happening, then you're lost, I guess. Yeah, um, but we're not lost. We're we're making it, and I believe if you're listening to this, you are too. And actually, you're um, you're possibly um, in. You know, we may be in a foxhole together soon. If you can hear this, and you're listening to this, we might uh, one day have to rely on each other to keep warm, uh, keep security, return fire, uh, mm-hmm. 
provide we might actually a tourniquet. To, we might actually have to <laughs> trust each other and like have each other's back because we might be on a fighting team soon. Right. Yeah. So we we have no fear here, uh, and we don't want anyone listening to this to be afraid of all this information because I'm I, I for a long time I used to get so annoyed and angry um, when I first got into this type of information. Around 2008, when I first got into it and started um, really researching different types of conspiracies, uh, I used to get so mad, like, man, this is bullshit. Like, I've been tricked and I'm pissed. But at this stage, um, I'm not pissed anymore because I know we're going to win. And I know that it's just going to suck. It'll suck for a period of time, which... Anything anyone has ever done in their life, most oftentimes sucked mm-hmm. um, if it was something that was worth doing, that was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing that is worthwhile is easy. Um, so we just had to prepare mentally, spiritually, physically to uh, be able to react to what's going to happen yeah, over the next few years. To embrace this, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, my thoughts on the documentary. Uh, again, that documentary is called Multidimensional. It was uh, directed and produced by Peter Maxwell Slattery. Um, and I recommend it's good. I recommend watching it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's, it's even worth good. paying four bucks. Uh, I, I don't regret the four dollars I paid. Yeah, I, I actually, and like I said, I wasn't expecting it to be as informational as it was, but like I said, it kind of just blended everything together that, you know, we had kind of thought was going on in the world. So it kind of just gave us like validation, like, oh, so either A, other people truly believe this and think this like we do, or that literally is what's happening. You know what I mean? Right. I'm starting to believe, I'm really starting to believe that we, everything that I have been researching since 2008 but he, but even way before that even watching outer limits as a kid yeah. or x-files as a kid i'm starting to think all of that has been real the whole time and that i uh, everything else is is that's the illusion uh voting presidents leaders um that's all the illusion uh other dimensions et's uh off-world uh, intelligences uh, and the fact that we will transcend our own um, fleshy meat suits to enter into another dimension uh, I think that is what is going to happen and there's no need to be scared or afraid of it um, just embrace it and then you know when you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off it's like oh, you know it's not that bad it's okay <laughs> That person is going through their own thing right now. Right. And well, and just realizing that every single person on earth is going through their own path and has their own struggles and everybody's got to learn in their own divine time and whatever, you know, um, just realizing that that's actually, I, I know it sounds dumb, but that's actually helped me with my road rage. Like, cause yeah, because I, I never used to have road rage until we moved to New Mexico for a while. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. So I had to either, you know, I either had to keep up or get trampled on, basically. And then when I moved back here, I had road rage. So anyway, but that's really helped me with mine because I'm just like, A, time really doesn't exist unless it's made, which the government and whatever, the world has made time. Like, you know, but if you sit and think about it, time doesn't really exist the way 
uh, it does for us here. You know, it should sunrise, sunset type of deal, not minute to assuming minute. Assuming the sun and the moon are yeah, even, even real. Yeah, even assuming I mean, that's real. How the hell do I know? Um, but anyway, one last thing that I wanted to just say, because I have a friend that made this, made a really good point. So if you don't believe in frequency or energy and whatever, like, I just, she made a really good analogy. She said, you know, say I invited you over for dinner. Okay. So I invite you and your family. And you gave us an analogy on the last one. Did I? Yeah. You go, you walk in and uh, you could tell that they've been fighting. Did I seriously say that? Yeah. You said the exact same analogy. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to say it again then. So anyway, (laughs) you walk in, I invite you over for dinner, but Derek and I have been fighting intensely, you know, right before you guys got there. Um, second you guys walk in, you're going to fucking feel that shit. You know, like you're going to notice it. You're going to feel it. And you're going to be like, this is uncomfortable. What the fuck? Like, so energy, in my opinion, exists everywhere. Like, I mean, it's literally physically, scientifically and figuratively proven. Like if you can feel it and sense it, it's there. You know, most of our world is literally unseen. And I think that's something people forget about too. Yeah. The majority of our world is we're, we've got our bodies, which, you know, takes up a certain amount of space. And then everything else is open uh, energy that you can't see, which if you close your eyes, you know, like when I close my eyes, for some reason, I always see like a purple shimmering, like a purplish, like that's what color it is when I close my eyes most times. And imagine you close your eyes. Now, now you're in another dimension and anything can happen in that dimension as far as I know. Right. Um, I'll just go inside my own brain and go into another dimension, um, and where now there there is no body. There are no bodies. There are no well, limits. Right. There are like, no okay, so that's another thing too. Like, take away all your senses. What do you have? You have consciousness. That's it. Right. You have awareness of literally, yeah, of the like other dimensions. Essentially, you don't have anything telling you that this world is real. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, definitely check that out. It made a lot of interesting points and a lot of a lot of cool, um, just like full circle things. Like, I, I just wasn't expecting that. I really liked it. And it literally tied everything together. Like, for me, like the whys, the hows, the, oh my god, yeah, that clicked. That makes sense. Okay, got it, you know. Yeah, uh, definitely a good documentary, especially being on Amazon Prime. Yes. Okay, well... Then uh, the episode has come to an end, and now I would like to tell you how you can listen to this again if you choose. You can go to dtdimension at protonmail.com to email us. You can go to our website, doublethoughtdimension.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Pod, whatever. Whatever you want to listen to us, um, you can do it that way. You can go to the RSS website and listen to it you can go straight to our website and just click on the episodes and listen to it that way um there's many many ways but um, feel free to reach out to us and to uh, find our information uh, through the website and our link tree which all of this information will be in the show notes okay well thanks again for listening and remember If you're hearing this transmission, you are the resistance.